anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Elias, or Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Heavenly Father, thank you for the message of the Word of God tonight. Thank you for this great and wonderful passage that reminds us always to pray. Pray and, and not to faint. Jesus says, man ought always to pray and not faint. Pray without ceasing. Lord, that is our uh, duty as God's people. And may, may as God's people we be able to see that it goes beyond the word duty. It's our privilege to pray. It's our power uh, to pray. And Lord, more prayer, more power, less prayer. And no prayer means no power. And Lord, help us to recognize the importance of praying in our Christian life. Every day we need to pray. We need to pray and pray and pray. In Jesus' name, we commit all of these things tonight. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated tonight. The uh, message tonight is entitled, An Old Passage of Scripture that continually reminds us of prayer. And we have, we have heard so many sermons on this passage in the book of James. And I chose um, an old passage of scripture that continually reminds us of prayer. That's our, our lesson tonight. We find in this passage of scripture the key to the answer of all our needs as believers. And that key is named prayer. Prayer. So we are gathered together uh, this evening for that purpose. Uh, prayer. According to the scriptures, the Lord's house is to be a house of prayer. So we look at this place tonight. The Lord's house as the house of prayer. In Isaiah 56 verse 7, it says the Lord's house is called the house of prayer. And God's people are to be people of prayer. Amen. We are to be people of prayer. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Uh, it says there, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And that is addressed to us as God's people. Romans 12, verse number 12. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Always, always. Not ceasing in our prayer as God's and, people. Uh, uh, Romans 12, in our text, verse number 12. I rejoice in hope, thoughts like patient in tribulation, message, continuing First of all, look at verse number 13. In prayer, 16. In Luke chapter number 1, as God's 18, people, verse number 1. And he speaks parables to them to this end, um, that men ought always to pray, to pray and not we should to faint. Our always challenge to pray always as we look into not this passage. In our prayer, we are as God's people. Uh, Romans 12. 12. Rejoice, patient in tribulation, 
Continuing, first of all, look at verse number 13. In prayer, 16. In Luke chapter 1, it's primarily about prayer in this passage and healing of the sin sick believer. However, he also gives us some insight into our own daily prayer life. Number one, the Look, let us look at the different subjects that call us to pray. There are so many things that, that uh, call us to pray. And so here, there are four things that are mentioned by James that should cause us to pray. Number one, look at verse 13, the word affliction. Affliction. Is any among you afflicted? By the way, Afflicted means to endure hardship. Those who are walking uh, through the valleys and walking through trials of life are to pray. Now, is any among you uh, suffering at this particular time? Do you have trials? Do you have, uh, do you have problems in life? Then the answer is pray. Why do we pray? So he Number one, um, listed this number one thing here. Affliction in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. <clears throat> Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It was, I, I, I read this afternoon Benson's commentary on this verse. And uh, it says, Is any among you afflicted, meaning suffering? Let him pray that he may be supported under his affliction. The reason why we pray, because we see there is a divine uh, support to it. We pray because we expect God's support, God's strength, God's healing. That is why we pray. So uh, Benson in his commentary says, is anything among you afflicted, meaning suffering? Uh, let him pray that he may be supported under his affliction so as to be enabled to bear it with patience. And recognition to the divine will. And find it to be sanctified to him. And made the means as exercising. So also uh, uh, increasing his grace. And uh, purifying, he, uh, purifying his as gold and silver are purified in the furnace. So we need that like Job of old. All throughout the process. He prayed. So we. Uh, number one reason why we pray. Is affliction. <clears throat> affliction. Suffering. Sickness. And uh, so. I mean number two is sickness. In verse number 14. We have affliction. Next. He talks about in verse number 14. Sickness. Is any among you. Uh, is any sick among you? <clears throat> Let him call for the elders of the church. Is any sick among you? Do we have members that are sick today? Of course, yes. That's the reason why we come to, to gather tonight. We are remembering those who sent their prayer requests. Those who are sick, we, we, we pray for them. And uh, are you feeling... Uh, some kind of sickness tonight. Maybe you have a headache, you have toothache, whatever ache you have. Uh, those are sickness that we need to we need to uh, talk to God about. Is any sick among you? When uh, when we or others are sick, we are to call out their names in prayer, meaning to say we. That is why we have prayer request portion. And uh, <clears throat> there's a need for us to, for you, do, do, those who are watching tonight, you, you can send in your prayer request. Together as God's people, we, we pray for you. We are to call 
uh, their names in prayer. God is a healer. Why do we pray? Because we believe the God that we serve is a living God. And the God that we serve is a healer. He's a healer. Thank God for that. He's our Jehovah Rapa. And therefore, we are to go to him in prayer on behalf of those who are afflicted with sickness. A lot of people today are sick. And uh, it seems that people easily get, you know, affect, uh, you know, affected with diseases today. And uh, you know what? Because of, because of uh, the tortured mind of people, <clears throat> um, um, sa mind palangga na sakit na, wala pa'y coronavirus, tuwa pa lang sa Bolivar, yung coronavirus, daan na siya nagsakit. Because of, you know, what you hear on TV, what you see, and uh, emotionally we are so affected now. We need to pray. We are to pray because of affliction. We are to pray because of sickness. And then number three, there are four things, four reasons why we pray. Look at verse 16. Brethren, talking about our fellow Christians, in verse number 16, confess your faults one to another, and look at this, and pray one for another. What does it mean? We are to pray because we have brethren. Amen. So in prayer, we remember uh, those who are uh, our brethren. So we pray for them. And pray for one another that ye may be healed. So you can never belittle uh, the prayer of other Christians for you. You need the prayer of other Christians. If, if you are sick, go to someone who can, whom you can trust. Uh, really, in, in your, and then talk to them. Send them a text. Uh, please pray for me. I need your prayer. Why? Because we see that uh, uh, God has given other Christians the privilege to pray for us. And uh, so that he may be healed. We are to be in prayer for one another in the family of God. We have a duty to, to uh, one another to pray fervently about uh, the needs and the burdens and the lives of our fellow believers. Why do we pray? Affliction. Why do we pray? Because of sickness. Why do we pray? Because of our brethren. In Galatians 6 verse 2, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill ye the law of Christ. And that is the beauty of having a church. And so, number one, we need to pray because of affliction. And normally we, we experience afflictions and trials in life. And then we pray because of sickness. Normally we all are exposed to sickness. We pray because of our brethren. We pray, number four, look at verse number, <clears throat> verse number 13. Because of joy is any among you merry, let him sing psalms. Now, here we find it is implied that when there is joy, and uh, that too should be expressed. You are happy. God has blessed you. God has answered prayers. Then you have to pray for it. Expressing, you know, your joy to God. And sometimes people think that the only time they are to pray is when they have affliction. When they have, they have some needs. Then they pray. But they forgot to, they, 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 they uh, forget to pray to God. Expressing, you know, their joy to God. What better place to express than before the Lord in prayer. When we have, when we have you know, uh, blessings, when we are experiencing God's goodness in life, we need to count those blessings and bring them to the Lord in prayer. Ephesians 5.20 Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God, and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And any good thing that you, you find every day. So the song says, count your blessing. 
Name them one by one. What does it mean? Bring them to God. Tell God about it through prayer. And so, First uh, uh, Thessalonians 5.18 In everything, what? Give thanks. Well, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer. Prayer. By prayer. And so these four things mentioned. These four things mentioned. Affliction, sickness, brethren, joy. Are those in everything involved in prayer. But in everything. And they are the everything involved in prayer, in thanksgiving. And the affliction, sickness, brethren, joy. And sum them up, you know, put them in, 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 one, in one box. Put them together in one box and you will have everything in Philippians 4, verse number 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer. By prayer. So thank God. Thank God we... We, we have the privilege of prayer. So we have, we have learned the different subjects that call us to pray. We have mentioned four tonight. Affliction, sickness, brethren, and joy. Number two, look at the source of strength of our prayer. The source of strength of our prayer. Look at verse number 15, please. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. What is the strength of our prayer? Where do we draw the strength of our prayer? Where? James mentions the prayer of faith. Faith. You can pray and pray and pray. But it's one thing to pray. To pray in faith. And... Uh, you may have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I ask you, is the prayer you have made prayer of faith? Now, this is where we draw the strength of our prayer. Prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. What is uh, faith is what gives prayer its strength and effectiveness. Remember that. We receive the effectiveness of prayer, the efficacy of prayer, the power of prayer, the strength of prayer from faith. God answers prayer, but he does, he, he, he does so in response to the faith of his people. Remember that. You can pray and pray and pray, and it won't touch God's heart until you have faith. It is the faith that moves the heart of God. It is not your prayer, but it is the faith in your prayer that moves the heart of God. There is a difference when you just pray and pray and pray. And uh, um, and uh, Matthew 21 verse 22. And all things whatsoever he ask in prayer. What's the next word? Matthew 21 verse 22. And all things whatsoever ye, ye shall ask in prayer. And Jesus made it clear. The next word is believing. Believing. You shall receive. Whatever you ask God in prayer. And said believing. You shall receive them. So James makes it clear that faith. Is an essential ingredient. In effective praying. Let me say that again. He makes it clear that faith. Is an essential ingredient in effective praying. Look at James 1. Look at verse 5 to verse number 8. James number chapter 1. Look at verse number 5. Let us read up to verse number 8. James 1 verse 5. If any of you, uh, any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask, James says, in faith. Let him ask, he says, in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave to the sea. Driven with the wind and toast. 
Let that man, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So it's very clear there. You do not have faith that goes with your prayer. Do not expect God to move in that prayer. You need faith. We need faith. So first of all, we have we have we have uh, made mention the four things that four subjects that call us to pray. We have affliction, we have sickness, brethren, and joy. And then secondly, we have learned the strength of our prayer is faith. The source of power in our prayer, where do we get the source? All prevailing prayer has its roots in the written word of God. What I mean is, is this. You cannot simply pray for something without expressing seriousness of the matter and then ex- you know, expect God to grant, grant the prayer to you. You pray because you believe God's word. And uh, your prayer is in accordance with the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17. So then faith. Yes we have faith. But where do we get faith? Faith comes from the hearing of the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing. <clears throat> and hearing by the word of God. Yes we have faith. We need faith but. Where does faith come from? Faith is always based on the word of God. You cannot claim something that is not written in this book. You must learn. You must know the word of God. And here the will of God is everything as far as the will of God is revealed. So our prayer should be in line with the will of God. How do we know the will of God? The written word of God. We have the Bible. Thank God we have the Bible. We have the Bible as the word of God. If there is a need. Remember this. You go to the Bible. If there is a need. God will supply it. Now how do we. Where do we get. The learning of that. Philippians 4.19 says. Based on the word of God. But my God shall supply all your needs. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If there is a fear, God will replace it. Remember that if there is a need, God will supply it. Philippians 4, 19. If there is a fear in your heart, God will replace it. Replace it with his peace. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. Which passeth all understanding. Shall keep your hearts and minds. Through Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 1 verse 7. For God hath not given us. The spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of sound mind. Yes we have the word of God for it. Remember that. Yes, I understand, Pastor, we need faith. But faith must be in line with, must be in accordance with the Word of God. We cannot claim anything that is not promised in the Word of God, the Bible. If there is a burden, God will lift it up. He will lift it up. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. If there is a need for someone to be saved... God will deal with them. Second Peter 3 verse number 9. God is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us. Not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. If there is a need. If there is a sin. God will forgive it. First <clears throat> John 1 9. If we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, what we must see and understand is this, that when we pray, we can pray in faith if we can base our prayers on the revealed will of God, His Word as found in the Bible. 
That's the right thing for us to do. We go to God. We need faith. But where do we get faith? Faith is guided properly by the word of God. That is why every Christian should read the Bible every day. Every Christian should know the Bible. Because it is through knowing the Bible that we can connect our prayers properly to God. Because God will not, God will not do anything unless that prayer is in line with the Bible. Anything else is merely something based on our own wants, our own desires, our, our greeds. Open these things are not wrong. And, uh, uh, and uh, may, maybe God sometimes would grant them. However, we can have the absolute assurance that he will always answer those prayers that are prayed as a result of his promise. Of his promise. So remember that. Remember. First thing we learned tonight from verses number, uh, verses number um, 13 to 16. God's people, we are constantly challenged to pray. Constantly challenged to pray. Number two, look at verse number 16. There are at least, you know, uh, let us look at the few characteristics that we carefully observe. We must carefully observe for our prayers to be effectual and effective. To be effectual or effective. Verse number 16, James chapter 5 and verse 16, there it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effective prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There are at least three characteristics of prayer that we need to understand. Now, let us start with the type of prayer we pray. And uh, the types of prayer we pray. James says, you know, not all prayers will will reach the heart of God and, and enjoy God's favor. Number, number one, James says that our praying is to be, if, 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 if we want that prayer to receive answers from God, that prayer is to be effectual, fervent prayer. Note those two words, effectual and the word fervent. These two words are the translations of a word that means to display one's activity. Again, to display one's activity. To put forth power simply means that we are to, to pray in faith and then put legs on our prayers for God's glory. What does it mean? And uh, we have a tendency to ask, then sit and wait. God's plan is that we ask, thank Him for the answer that is coming, even if you don't, don't have it yet, but you go ahead, thank the Lord, thank you Lord, and then, and then get up and live as though the prayer had been already been answered. You don't sit down and wait and wait until it comes, no? After you pray, believe, thank God, thank you Lord, and then go on and serve God. Believing in your heart as if you have it already. Because God cannot lie. God cannot lie. In his own time, in his own perfect time, we believe that God would always send what we need. God would always send what we need. You know, in Bristol, England, we are familiar with a man by the name of George Mueller, the man of prayer. This man, George Mueller, operated an orphanage for 2,000 children. 2,000 children. One evening, he became aware that there would be no breakfast for them the next morning. Well, that's the account tomorrow. So, Mueller called his workers together and 
explained the situation. Two or three of them prayed. Now that is sufficient, he said, let us rise and praise God for the prayer answered. Wala pagani, but he told them, let us rise and, and thank God, praise God for the prayer already answered. In spite of the fact na wapa sila makaon, wapa sila nakita ng prayer. The next morning, um, you know, they were surprised, they were trying to push their door open, but the, the, the problem, they could not push it, uh, no, they cannot open the, the front door. So what they did, they went out, uh, they, they, they went out the back door, and, uh, uh, and, and, and they, they, the, they, they learned that the reason why the door was shut, now, um, inside, inside, you know, uh, in front of the door, they were stuck up the, the, the front door, there were boxes filled with food. Ginapustinan door, pero perting baghanang boxes. Early in the morning, somebody brought food in answer to the prayer. And one of the workers remarked later, We know who sent the baskets. Of course, that's God because we prayed. But we do not know who brought them. We know who sent the baskets. That's God because we prayed. But we do not know who brought them. Well, well we believe that these words are words of encouragement to us. To be fervent or excited about our praying. We should pray with the zeal of, the, of our soul. And a burden of heart. Praying should never be a, a, a dull, boring, uh, you know, endeavor. The Lord, kumusugot ka, Lord, okay. Okay, gapon. No? Kuluwason ni mo akong parinti, Lord, okay. Ogwa, de, imperno. No. We should really be excited about our prayer. Why? Because we believe that God would always answer our prayer. God has all the resources. God has all the power to provide. No matter how big that, that, that the thing we are praying for, nothing is impossible with God. And so, uh, we learn, number one, we have learned the prayers that we should, we should pray. We should pray fervently. Our prayers should be effectual. We know that when we pray, God can move and God can do the impossible in our behalf. Let us look at the person who does the praying. The person who does the praying, that, that means you and me. And what kind of prayer God expects from us. This James called the effectual, fervent prayer, he says, of a righteous man. Of a righteous man. It should always be there. Godly people avail it much. This refers to a standard of life that reflects a commitment to God and his, and his word and will. In other words, God has respect to the prayer of the godly people. Remember that. The effectual fervent of righteous man avail it much. Not only the person who does the praying. Number three, the power expected in our prayer. When you pray, you're actually exercising power. You are exercising power. What power? The power of God. You're not exercising the power of man. The power made by man. The power of God. You are putting in your mouth, in your tongue, the power of God to command. The power expected in our prayer is, James tells us that the proper and uh, God-honoring prayer, remember this, availeth much. When you pray, it can create something wonderful. When you pray for a person that is not saved, remember that. Your prayer has the power 
that availeth much. You are exercising the power of God in your prayer. This simply means to put forth much more than was expected. When we pray in faith, it unlocks the great potential of God to work in our world. We find God, God will, God's power is working in our, in our work, in our ministry, in our endeavor. God honors the prayer of his people because the people praying honors him. Let me say it again. God honors the praying of his people because his people praying honors him. Look at verse 17 and 18, please. The third thing here, we find the confidence that, that, that lays in our hearts concerning prayer. You know, the prayer, the, the confidence being laid in your heart. Whenever you pray, this confidence will be put into your heart. Who does the laying of Confidence, the Holy Spirit of God tells us. You feel it when you pray. You can feel it. You know it. Where do you get that confidence? From the Word of God, the promise of the Word. And then the Holy Spirit. You can always tell that the prayer will be answered. You can always tell. Because Romans chapter 8 According to Romans chapter 8, the Holy Spirit is there leading us, telling us, assuring us. Number one, the confidence. Where do we get the confidence? We get it from his promise. The promise of God. When you pray and say, well, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me, ask and it shall be given. Knock and it shall be opened. You have that in your mind. You exercise the power of the word of God. And it goes into your mind. It goes into your heart. The Holy Spirit will make it real in your heart. Where do we get the confidence? From his promise. What is the promise that we can enjoy? That he will hear us. When we pray, the Lord will hear us. We can always expect miracles to happen. Our God is our heavenly father. He longs to hear. He longs to answer our prayer. He is our heavenly father. He starts whenever we express our dependence on his divine provision. You know, when if you're a parent, your, your child will come to you and beg for something. And you're able to give what your child longs to have. You know, it's a need of your child. The moment you give, are able to give, there is joy in your heart being able to provide for the need of your child. God owns everything. He has everything. And you know, how shall we not with him, with Christ, freely give us all things? When we come, he's, he's so pleased. Whenever a child of God comes to him, expressing his dependence, expressing his faith, on the divine providence of God. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me. We, are, we have that assurance. Assurance of what? His promise. His promise of what? That he, when we call. He will hear us. So many Christians miss this opportunity. They all have the opportunity to pray. But they don't pray. Call unto me. And I will answer the end. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Isaiah 65, 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are, they are yet speaking, I will hear. You have the promise. The promise of what? He will hear. Yes, he will hear us. And that he will help us. Number two. He will help us. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. 
And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Thank God. Mark 11.24 Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe, he says, that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. First John 5 verses 14 and 15 And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know, if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Confidence. Confidence of his. We have the confidence. Yes. Of his performance in prayer. See. We have the confidence number one. Of his promise. We also have the confidence number two. Of his ability to perform. He can do it. You don't go to God and say, well, uh, uh, you think, Lord, you can, you can do it. You think you, you can do this? Now we have the confidence of his performance in prayer. He's able. We have a God who is able to do, as Paul says in Ephesians 2 or 3 verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that we ask that worketh that worketh in us. There are four things as I close. What can we learn about the prayer of Elijah? Verse 17 18. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her proof. What do we learn from the prayer of Elijah? You see, he said, An effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth must. Oh, I, want, I want to see that prayer. He prayed and, and the fire from God fell on his sacrifice. He prayed that it might not rain. Three years. And can you imagine? Is she issuing a command to the, you know, nature? Heaven, you stop sending rain for three years. And then he prayed again. Heaven, send now rain from heaven. And it did. Can you imagine? Yet there was no supernatural thing about Elijah. He's the same person as you are. The same person as you and me. And look at this. What can we learn about the prayer of Elijah? Number one, what is it about Elijah that made his prayer, his life, so powerful and effective? What can we learn from the life of Elijah to help our own prayer lives? Number one, Elijah learned to be completely dependent on God. His prayer was so effective because this man had learned to completely yield everything to God. Dependent, dependent on God. After Elijah's first confrontation with King Ahab, God sent him to go to Brook Cherith. And he was hiding for his life. He was being hunted by, by the wicked king that time, King Ahab. And so Elijah went to Brook Cherith. He sat down. What do you see on Elijah? No food, no provision. But God saw his need. There was no uh, mall, store. There was, there was absolutely nothing that they can that can supply his needs. Uh, now, now, Elijah had nothing, absolutely nothing there. Except God. God provided. He has nothing to cling on to. Except God. And all of a sudden, early in the morning, the ravens came and brought him bread and flesh in the morning. Bread and 
bread and flesh in the evening. Then he drinks from the brook. Fresh water. Fresh water. Just think of this. What if the ravens forgot to bring, bring in the food? Elijah would die of starvation. But God faithfully sent the ravens. Meaning to say after that. The, the brook dried up. And then he was sent to, to Sarapat. And there there was a woman. Uh, uh, touched by the, by the Lord. And provided for Elijah. He has learned one thing. To completely. Yield to God for everything. That is what makes his prayer so effective. Do we see God as the sole provider and protector? The sole provider and protector in the midst of this pandemic. There is no one and nobody that can protect us, God's people, God. And how do we Gain the heart of God. Prayer. Prayer of faith. Where do we get faith? Faith from the word of God. Nowadays, I see the need of of God's people to read the Bible and pray and pray and pray and pray. Because the only way we can survive this is through prayer and trusting God. Number two, Elijah prayed boldly for God's great miracle to happen. He, he wasn't so satisfied with small things in his life. He prayed for great things to happen. He prayed and said, commanded the heavens to stop sending rain. No one has prayed that prayer before. But it happened. No one would believe that it can happen, but it happened. Why? Because he Long for great things to happen. He engaged himself into great things to happen. Great things. The drought came. The widow's son uh, that died was raised back to life. The fire came from heaven at the offering of Mount Carmel. I like what great missionary William Carey said. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. Number three, Elijah's prayer. Through his prayer, his main purpose was to bring the world, to bring his nation back to God. That should be the whole nation of Israel have turned their backs on God. They had lost their hope. They have lost their trust in God. In his prayer, he wanted all Israel. Let us gather here. You know what he says? God, please answer my prayer so that everyone in Israel may know that you are the true God, not Baal. If we have the opportunity, the reason why we have this service tonight is to remind God's people that God is still God and that nobody can help us but accept God. Those who are listening tonight, we, we are having the service tonight To remind everyone, to remind everyone that God is still God. Our purpose in our prayer, in whatever we do for God, is to bring the heart and the minds that I know multitudes of people today are beginning to lose hope. Economy is getting worse and worse and worse. People are are losing hope. There is God still that cares for us. We need to bring our minds and our hearts back to God. Back to God. Whatever we do, we preach, we teach, we are bringing the minds of people. Through his prayer, his prayer's purpose was to bring the eyes and bring the heart, bring the faith of the people surrounding him back to God. We had a Bible study yesterday, double concrete poles. And I, while I was giving the lesson, I, I prayed to God. I said, Lord, I know that people are losing hope. We need to strengthen them. We need to let them know 
that there is God still that governs and in control of everything today. And lastly, because we have no more time, Elijah prayed fervently until he saw, did not stop praying until he saw the answer. Verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain and brought forth her fruit. Sent, you know, he prayed and put his, his face between his knees, sent his servants, said, go ahead, climb up to the mountain and see if the rain is coming. First, he went into the mountain and said, there's nothing that I can, I can see about your prayer. They have been sending rain again. Do it the second time. Do it the third time. Do it the fourth time. Do it the fifth time. Still, wala. About the sixth time, wala. Go there the seventh time and then look into the sky. He could see like this, as big as this, forming as a cloud. The rain was coming. Our prayer doesn't come always immediately. But we know by faith it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Never stop. Never give up easily. We must continue to come before the Father. Asking him to hear us. To answer us. We must have an attitude of expectation. Believing that God is able. Willing to answer our prayers. I hope that those four things in the life of Elijah will be made a reality to us right now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. And we continue, Father, to pray for a divine protection upon our people. Lord, we pray for our sick members. And we pray, Lord, for those who are having struggles in their lives. Give them the victory, Lord, they need. Intervene in their lives, their Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Brother Jethro, please. Thank you very much, Pastor Inge. And at this time, let me read to you our prayer requests. Christian Kambaya, please pray for the Dagger Investment Office personnel for protection and good health, especially for Brother Jeremy Riponte. Also, Brother Jeremy Riponte is requesting to pray for my brother Richard Riponte for fast recovery from sickness. Please pray for my grandmother, Clarita Lu, for physical strength and for good health. Please pray for my family's assurance and salvation, or assurance of salvation and for good health. Please pray for my office mates' protection as well. For Mom Josephine Asano, please pray for Sister Doris and her daughter, Syke, who are COVID positive and are confined in the Pond Hospital. Pray for God's protection and for physical healing. From Sir Abid Dumapias, continue to pray for my family, for good health and for recovery. And then from LCEI, pray for Sir Dean Boris as he plans to go back to work as a seaman for God's leading, for good health, and for safety. Also pray for Mama Marites Nicolaia for provision for her physical needs. Also from Edlin Asanas, please pray for Mama Marites Nicolaia for God's provision of her needs, especially financial for her immediate gallbladder operation. Also for God's wisdom and good, good uh, for God's wisdom and strength for her, for her and for her family. From Sir Rick Quintanilla, please pray for my aunt Rosabella and Roy Rosabella uh, Comendor and pray for Sir Roy Comendor and her family for God's guidance, safety, protection, good health and healing. Please also pray for my guide uh, for guidance, safety, protection. And wisdom always. From an army partner, please pray for for blessings and protection to all our medical students, 
frontliners, pastors, and missionaries. Also pray for God's healing, uh, grace to all our afflictions. So those are all our prayer requests. At this time, shall we all stand up, please, and let's have a word of prayer. Uh, let me give you two to three minutes to pray. Uh, let us not forget to include in our prayer those prayer requests at this time. This afternoon or this evening, we thank you, dear Lord, for the message that you have given to us, for reminding us that there is always power in prayer. We know, Lord, that and understand and acknowledge, we humbly acknowledge, O Lord, that we are totally helpless without you. We know, Lord, that without prayer, we are just simply nothing. And Lord, tonight, as we acknowledge our helplessness, as we acknowledge our state, you know, that we are poor and needy, we know that when we pray, we are asking God's entire disposal. We are asking your power. We are asking your divine intervention. We are asking, O oh Lord, humbly, that you would move in an extraordinary way. Because humanly speaking, O oh Lord, we are, our mind is very limited. Our thinking is shortened. And your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, Ginodios. And this afternoon, this evening, we pray, O oh God, for your divine intervention. Especially to our members who are not feeling well right now. Some of them are... Uh, infected, oh God, some of them are not feeling well because of various sicknesses. We pray, dear Father, that you know their needs. And we just pray, Father, that you would meet their physical needs at this time. Lord, we, we are praying for uh, your provision as well for our members who are in need of financial uh, provision. Pray for Mamma Cornelia, who is going to undergo a gallbladder operation. And right now she is praying, O oh Lord, for provision for the operation. And we know, Lord, that you are a God who will answer and provide all our needs. So we pray, dear God, that you would meet her needs along with our members who are also in need of physical treatment. Pray for Sir. We will 
for the operation as well, for provision sa Yaha. Pray also for healing for Sister Chloe Dewey. Pray for healing for all our sick members. Pray for your protection for each and every one of us, especially for the frontliners, the medical and the non-medical frontliners. Praying, O oh Lord, for this church that you would protect us from this infection or this virus, you know. And we know, O oh Lord, that you are always in control of everything. We know you are our God who rules and overrules. So we continually pray, O oh Father, that you would keep us safe, guide and protect us, and direct the church, uh, direct our church, you know, in the leadership of our church, especially to our pastor. Keep him safe all the time, along with the staff, the students, and also, Lord, our missionaries in the field, praying for the safety and also protection and provision for all of them. We pray, O Lord, for those prayer requests mentioned a while ago. Some of them are praying for healing because of the COVID-19. Praying for the families and also, Lord, for each and every one of us who are always exposed to this virus every now and then. As you go out, we are already exposed even inside the home. We just don't know how or where this virus can infect us. We just pray for protection always. Even those who are planning some future plans and work, pray for Brother Dean Boris for guidance and wisdom. And also to Mary for guidance, always in Lahendua, and all the families of our church, may uh, continually keep us safe all the time. We commit everything to your hands. Bless us this week, O oh Lord, even our services this coming Sunday, and pray for your blessings be upon us. This we pray, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. The service is now ended, and God bless you. See you this coming Sunday.